Welcome to the road to Blake Street. And um, I'm Aaron. I guess we'll start with that. And Tyler, say what's up. Hey, back. <laughs> and everybody take a deep breath. You heard his voice. He is still here. He is still part of this. <laughs> it, it's been a hot minute, man. I didn't know. I think I think this is what the second second run in like uh, think two the months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're in that yeah range. It's been a little too sporadic. Right. But hopefully it settles down. Like I, I think I have three weeks left of my school year. I think your school year just finished up. So get used to these two voices combining together. So the power is back. <laughs> yes. The, du- the power duo is back. I mean, the best minor league coverage of the Rockies. I found out some information. I'll tell you off air. I don't know if I should share it um, off the record stuff. That kind of surprised me regarding minor league stuff. But um, we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave a little taste for the listeners. But I'll tell you off air. You can, you can DM the account and, and we'll, uh, with discretion, <laughs> determine whether you can hear this or not. Right, yeah. <laughs> DMs are always open if you want to talk in, talk in. Yeah, so hopefully he's listening. But huge shout out to like uh, Dinger's Burner, Burner account. He was, said he's been following us for a year or two and asked a question in the DM and it was kind of a fun little conversation. So just dig that. So let's get into it. It's just a, been a busy day and I hate the timing of ML, MILB transactions, like call ups and stuff. Like we don't have the inside track. Like we have to wait till like five o'clock, six o'clock. And then that's my busy time. But there has been, there's been some news. So the big ones there have been, it's call up season. Uh, Jake Kotze Shock, funnest name in uh, minor league baseball right now, um, is moving up from Spokane to Hartford, and then in a similar move, Bryce McGowan is moving from Fresno to Spokane. Let's start with those two before adding the the other ones. Um, pick one, go for it, and I'll cover the other one. I'll I'll give. I mean, if if we flash back, if if we had that, you know talking yanks production value we'd be able to put the clip in there when i dropped my (laughs) um guys my my guy from last year bryce mcgowan i thought he was gonna be a baller last year struggled with command but this year this stuff has just been dominating everyone like no one's been able to hit him and down in in low a so he's running a 0.68 era in 13 innings uh, he's got 16 Ks. I mean, it definitely still needs to polish the command a little bit, but there's been a huge improvement. He was drafted with really, really good stuff in the 18th round. Um, this has all been explained, but he, he was an 18th rounder, received the signing bonus of a day two pick, like a guy in, in round six to eight. Mm-hmm. So definitely not someone who who was the typical 18th round pick. Or he's finally living up to the hype a little bit. So excited to see where things go with with. Bryce up in Spokane. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Um, see what he does there. Jake Kotze Shock. This was um, Nick's man. Nick mentioned him last time he was on. Just Arkansas guy. Went to Arkansas. Uh, got drafted by the Rockies. Was part of the uh, Pioneer League. So in 2019 is when he was drafted in the what eighth round. Yeah, eighth, eighth yeah. round in 2019. Did okay. To 2020, we lost that season, right? 2021, he spent some time with the ACL, literally some time, two, two innings pitched, and then dude man had to go through Tommy John. He just couldn't fight through the 
through the injury, like he said, if you go to his Instagram, he shares his story on his Instagram, which is pretty cool. He tried to fight through it. He's trying to avoid surgery, but just couldn't do it. So he was out all last season uh, due to Tommy John. And then he spent literally 11 innings, nine games up in Spokane, 14 strikeouts in those 11 innings, 3.27 ERA. Um, so just, just a solid guy whip of one. So not a lot of traffic, which you love to see. We'll see how that plays out. We all know you've heard it here many times. The transition to the Eastern league is always rough is always tough. Um, so we'll see how he responds to that, but just a cool, cool story, cool name. And just like when guys come back and get that first sense of success coming back for Tommy John has to be such a huge relief coming back from that stuff. Like I'd be so nervous going through a year of rehab and then you finally get on there like shit, what if it doesn't work, but it's working for Jake. Um, Now these are the two that I'm really stoked about. We finally get to see these guys. I'm huge on one of them. I think you're huge on the other, but PJ Puyan and Gavin Hollowell are back with the isotope. So the Rockies, don't need bullpen help, which is such a weird sentence to say. Um, but they have they have it if they need it uh, down in the in the minors with PJ and Gavin. What do you think this does for, I guess, the competition for the armbard in the in isotopes in Albuquerque in Colorado because it's going to fluctuate. We see it all the time. Like, what does this do? I mean, it's going to be pretty wild. Like both of them especially, I mean, last year Hollowell did get MLB time, and I think PJ was pushing for that. Uh, so you have two guys who are right there on the cusp. You already have a lot of guys on the cusp. And and we saw kind of weird management with with Phillips Valdez. He was tossed into the rotation, which was kind of out of left field. Very so good. that took one of those guys out of, out of the running there. But you see you had guys like Fernando Abad that were stashed, and now he's with the Rockies. You have Tyler Kinley coming back soon. There's Blair Calvo on the 40-man roster. Um, it's it's a really stacked. And I, I guess stacked might – you might associate stacked with, like, you've got, you know, your elite guys. You know, these guys are good. Uh, there's just so many of them. That's that's where the – you that's know, the why I'm, I'm throwing the word stacked around. There's so many guys who are worthy of an opportunity and in past years would have already had an opportunity. Uh, this is a pretty special year for the Rockies bullpen. They've got four or five guys in AAA who are definitely worthy of being on the MLB roster. But it's nice. It's almost, I mean, it, it sucks for those guys, but it's so nice to be in a position where you are no longer trotting out the guys who just had a good month AAA. And that is all it took to get to the big leagues. Now you have to have like three good months. And, and wait for someone else to not perform the way that they, they need to perform. That's how you now get to the Rockies bullpen. Um, but Which is awesome. Really excited for Gavin. Gavin yeah. is – Gavin's going to be so much fun. I mean, man. we saw him last year in spring training, too. People were really hyped on him. I mean, for good reason. He's kind of like a Justin Lawrence type of reliever. So he, I, he needs to get back to the big leagues as soon as possible. But how is another question. <laughs> right. I, I mean – injury bug is going to hit soon like it's bound to but you're getting tyler kinley back soon um fernando bod i can actually see being dfa'd if his call up in colorado doesn't go well so there might be a spot there and that's just pure speculation just old man old arm coming in um but yeah there's there's some fun stuff happening there and like you said the 
the plethora of options there is going to be great. Uh, so love to see that. Um, might as well talk about Riley Pine. What do you think about the Riley Pine call? Uh, you know, I think interesting because he had uh, he kind of hit some roadblocks like right before the call. He was he was in a groove and then kind of fell out of that groove a little bit. And then the call comes pretty close after that, which I, I think is a smart way to approach it. You don't have to be like, oh, one game. That means everything he yeah. did the couple weeks before that doesn't matter. And, you know, frankly, that his upside is as high as any. We've we've seen some incredible performances in the bullpen this year. You think about Justin Lawrence, like how could anyone be better than how he's pitched this year? Well, Pine finds consistency. I mean, he's he's going to throw a, a really nice mid-90s fastball and has a ridiculous breaking ball. So Dude. he could be a, another guy in that mold as long as he's throwing strikes. But if Justin – really, if Justin Lawrence can do it, why can't Riley Pine? Exactly. Justin Lawrence was in Riley Pine's shoes not long ago. Yeah. And like Riley Pine's so good. Like when he's on, it's like astonishing. It's Justin Lawrence, like must see type stuff. I'm really excited. And to your point, two bad outings for Riley Pine. He had 13 games in Albuquerque. Two bad outings where one he gave up five runs and another one where he gave up four. So you see that balloon seven plus ERA as a casual move past it. That's not how that works. It's not how it's not really mean anything. It's the full accompaniment because my minor league arm barn ERAs are just ballooned by one bad outing, especially in the, the uh, PCL, which is just yeah. insane. Like what they have to do to get through the game type thing. Like I've seen Carl Kaufman, Noah Davis, like every single starter for the topes have gone, four innings giving up eight runs in those four innings because they had to <laughs> like they just have to figure a way out so i'm really stoked for riley pint i i thought we were going to wait just a little bit longer technically he hasn't thrown so it might be another nolan jones issue we are <laughs> we are recording this tuesday before the game starts so keep an eye on that as we go forward um and then just real quick cole stillwell retired he was a undrafted free agent this past um draft coming out of texas tech that's all we know not going to speculate it hopefully it's the right decision for him you think an, an undrafted free agent all right let's try it see if this is what it is and who knows could be injury just could not the love that he th- thought it was or whatever so well wishes to him hopefully he figures it out whatever he goes on to do next um and then jared biddy mm-hmm. from hartford to the developmental list to albuquerque i think he's filling in for that Riley Pint, um, just um, Fernando Abad type piece, even though they gained two more. But what the hell is a developmental <laughs> list? Because our boy Shelby Lackey is also on this. What do you know about the uh, developmental list? Yeah, good segue. Yeah, yeah, this is the rare, very rare educational moment on this podcast. And frankly, I, I should preface that we have both been educated in the last 30 minutes on right. the development list. This is something that you know, there's a chance I've scrolled through an MILB page and seen a guy on there, but it did not register to me until our dude Shelby Lackey ended up on the development list. And basically what it is is a is a place that you can just kind of stash guys for the purpose of development, more or less. You know, you can put guys on there if they need some time off, like to, to manage innings. We've seen some guys ha- have that happen, I guess. Uh, but more importantly... When guys 
pitchers predominantly have to change pitches, pitch grips. Like they, they really need to experiment with something new. Think about uh, kind of a new delivery arm slot. It sounds like the development list is uh, the place where players go. And, and it, I think it's mostly for pitchers. Hitters can definitely any, – any player can go to the development list, but it seems cut out for pitchers. Mm-hmm. We've seen Shelby Lackey, not to take away from Jared Biddy, who has had a, a little bit of a roller coaster ride to start the year. Uh, but Shelby Lackey, our dude, command has, has lacked so far, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and hopefully the development list gives him an opportunity to correct some and uh if it does i think that's a really cool it's cool to have you know right flexibility like that because they cut you know some of the the minor league teams like there used to always be two of the low a teams well are there yeah i mean technically the short season was considered low a. you had the boise hawk they were low a. uh you know they weren't full season but that's where you would also be able to play some guys so you you've condensed all the rosters you got to have that flexibility so Keep an eye on Shelby Lackey. And, and hey, if Jared Biddy comes out slinging in, in, tri- in AAA, like we will kind of already know that the development list is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Put them all on it. Give them all that time. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting uh, with that. And we almost forgot because it didn't happen today, but Evan Justice got the call up. Um, so this kind of leads into the next conversation. It is on our rundown. I just got a little excited. But Evan Justice finally got to see him pitch, right? In Spokane when they went up to, what was it, Vancouver or something? Nope, Eugene. Eugene uh, a few weeks ago. And I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> now I know. And I'm, like, all in. Dude has, like, this weird, not not in a bad way, but, like, gimmicky windup where he, like, pauses and then goes. <laughs> like, his abs must be, like, insane. Uh, it's really cool. Go check the, our Instagram. We've posted a video of it if you're not able to watch a game of it. But lefty, fast arm, erratic delivery. It's really like, like holy shit, who's doing that type stuff? So Gavin Hollowell, he has that big funky delivery, but he's also like 6'9", 6'10". <laughs> uh, Evan Justin, <laughs> not that big, but still he's pumping 95, 96 on the left side, coming at that angle. Off speed's insane. So he got the call from Spokane. He didn't give up one run in his 9.2 innings up there. Um, and he got a taste of the Eastern League this past week. Gave up. He struggled through his inning, gave up um, two run, two walks, some weak hits. I don't know. I think he ended up only giving up one run. So again, that Eastern League is a whole nother thing. But who's next? Like we are up in call-up season. I had my my guys in mind. I'll let you go first. Um, but who's going to be next in this list? Because all those names that we just talked about, I would have been completely wrong. I would not have guessed any of those guys. Maybe Bryce McGowan, if I would have looked closely. Um, but, like, who's next? Like, again, in a good phrasing, notably, who's next? For me, and and it's kind of tough to, to be forecasting the rotation because those are pretty fixed spots. Like, the bullpen – you can always change roles really easily, but the rotation is like, those are the, there's five guys, or I guess in in the minors, you got six. So a little more opportunity, but those guys are in the rotation and they're in the rotation. They, they pitch out, you know, to start the game. Uh, You you can't move things around too much, but I think Mike Persecki, the last year's sixth round pick, I, I think he's a good shot. You know, he's dominated so far. He's struck out 30 guys in 23 innings. He's, 
He's limited walks pretty pretty fairly. Hasn't given up a home run in 23 innings uh, and, and is working a solid ground ball rate. I think he's checked the boxes that the Rockies look for with their guys. Uh, coming from the left side, like, keep this guy moving. These yep. are the kinds of guys that come out of college. They they hit the ground running. You let them keep running. Like, don't push them into a wall. Like, you don't want to make all these guys go to double A right away. But I think Prosecchi is ready. And, and again, you got to test these these arms as well. He was someone I thought maybe was going to be a bullpen guy, and here he is dominating out of the rotation. So let's get some Prosecchi to Spokane. Yeah, I like that. And if you know anything about the California League that the Fresno Grizzlies play in, it's bombs after bombs after bombs. Like, it's just a home run fest down there. Um, so the fact that he's not allowed a home run is huge. So I like that call. Um, I want to go with his his um, batter – no. I don't know, his starting pitch, pitching friend, I guess. I thought there was something <laughs> cool in there. Uh, Blake Adams, because I was on him last week. And so you can go listen to that. Former player of the week. His stuff, like he's just, we're wasting his talent down in Fresno also. Move him up. Um, but I think, I don't know. Like I want to say Duke and Darnell too, but I just, the relievers, <laughs> I, they, it's not going to happen just yet. Dewman's been lights out. He's only allowed two in two outings, allowed a run in two of his outings. Let's say it that way. But it's got to be some some one of those bats from Spokane. And it's got to be Jordan Beck. Like Sterling Thompson would be the guy I would say is next, but he's been on the IL for about two weeks now. So see what he does when he comes back. Yeah. We we've seen that happen. Like to Romo. I, I feel like I always bring him back up in a bad light, but I don't mean it like that. Just it's he was injured last year, didn't quite find his groove up in Spokane. So, like, let's find that groove before we're going up. But Jordan Beck has been insane, just like Sterling Thompson was. And he has just shown, like, all right, I'm good here. What's next? And send him up to to Hartford. Are you going to play him at third base behind Warming, who's been struggling out of the gate in Hartford? Um do you put him in left field? There's some some help in the outfield that Hartford needs. There's a few guys that they're there. They're they have the talent, but just I don't know if they're that that next level talent that is Jordan Beck. So I think it's time to push him up again. That college bat don't waste any developmental years. Like they've already been developing for three to four years down in college. So push him ahead. Stop wasting time and go for it. And Jordan Beck I think fits that mold. Um, so that's who, that's who I think we should be getting the call next from an offensive standpoint. And I think that's a good call because when you look at, A, just starting where he's at in Spokane, you have Thompson who plays some outfield. You have Zach Acosta who's been pushed out of the outfield. You have Yankee like Fernandez. You have Juan Guerrero, Jordan Beck, Benny Montgomery, and Braden Ward. All playing, All those guys are capable of playing the outfield. And two of them aren't really playing outfield that much because uh, you can't have six quality outfielders. Wait, did I do my counting right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that last year played the outfield. Like you exclude Kukoski, you're at six. That's still too many guys who are outfielders. And then you flip up to double A. And of course, you have Zach. You have Restituyo, who has looked really good this year. Looks really you good. You have Hunter Goodman, who's kind of positionless. Like you can count him as an outfielder. Otherwise, it's Nico Decalotti and maybe some Brett Boswell. Yep. 
you know, we all due respect to those guys. They, you know, they've, they've put in a lot of time and work into the system, but those are guys who are not commanding to be in the lineup every day. And especially in an outfield spot, they're versatile players. So double A is just asking like, can we please get another outfielder, please? And right. Spokane is like, can you please take an outfielder away from us? So I'm almost surprised that Jordan Beck has not been promoted already. Like, it just makes so much sense. Right. Like, even with all these call-ups that we just talked about, they have been all arms. So whatever that means. There's, yeah, there is a gap. Like, last year, it was Hartford was full of talent. And now that's kind of, you got a few, again, in a nice way, fill in, fill in guys there where you have these talents on top of and above. Like, so I, I agree. Yes. Ditto. Everything you said, repeat it. Just rewind <laughs> it about two minutes right now and go back and listen to what Tyler said and put my voice on it. You gotta, it's gotta be soon. Um, but the Rockies have been pretty, again, again, last year or two, they have been very forward with their call-ups and pushing guys a little bit. So I'm actually surprised we haven't seen more call-ups until today. Um, hopefully we see a lot more by the end of May, mid-June, for sure. Uh, some of these bats moving up. Um, speaking of call-ups, speaking of promotions, Brenton Doyle is a dude. Um, he's got me. <laughs> he's put Rocky's life back into me. Ezekiel Tovar was hot, had a terrible week last week, um, but he looked good last night. Um, the kids are all right, right? We got Jake Bird fighting Bryce Harper. Fuck you, Bryce. <laughs> um, so... We, the kids are going to be all right, but what do the rocks do with this plethora of kids? I'm, I'm working on a, on a piece that's hopefully going to be out Thursday or Friday kind of regarding this, but like, what do we do with Monty Nolan Jones, Coco Montez, Aaron Shunk and Hunter Stovall. Don't sleep on our boys, Hunty. Um, these guys are raking just as well, but specifically Monty and Nolan Jones. Let's we can put it there. I think Coco could probably fall into this question too they have nothing left to prove in the triple a ranks there's nothing else there right what do we do with these guys as the rockies move forward put yourself in the front office the billy schmidt without dick monfort in your right ear shoes i mean i think first and foremost you gotta have Montero and Nolan Jones become gold glove first baseman. I think that's the most important step for them to take <laughs> in their development. That's the most important thing about a player's, you know, profile. If you got to be a really, really good defensive first baseman. If, if you're going to play infield for games. the Rockies, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think there's some importance there. Like you, you definitely can't have a, a hole at first base, but Montero is a, is a fine third baseman. Like he has his issues with footwork. And, and just kind of putting it all together. But the hands are like, – he has some really good hands. Like, he can field almost anything at third base. Um, of course, yeah, the feet are not great. But, like, it's it's first base. There's a lot of limitations on first baseman always. So, you know, I'm glad that Tolia is getting getting his shot. Um, and, and he's one of the kids. But it's also, okay. like, Montero and Nolan Jones have been just killing everything. And Mike Tolia, even after a really hot week, his OPS, I'm pretty sure, was under 900. And not, not that's great. He, he's, he's having a good season. But like Nolan Jones and Montero have been running in 1,100 OPS most of the season. Yeah. Like, it's night and day between the two of them. 
that is like yeah so i mean not to not to celebrate an injury cj crone he's been he's he's injected a lot of life into rockies baseball the last few years and i i want to see him have a good finish to the season so maybe he gets another mlb contract somewhere else but his injury did open up an opportunity so i'm i'm kind of excited about that and and really where we're at now is we're on castro and mustakas dfa watch like Unfortunately, though, you look at what happened in last night's game. Mustakis hits a bomb. Harold Castro gets three hits. And those games, that like last night's game, the opener against Cincinnati, it bought each of those guys like another month on the roster. Yep. Like they could go over for the next month and they will be on the roster almost for sure. I mean, not quite. Like they would have to get a couple hits. But if they went for over the next 20, they're not getting DFA. No. If. Mike Tolia comes up and goes over 20, he is getting option. So that's where we're at. Uh, you know, I we need an extra the CJ Crone thing sucks, but also needed a spot just to have some like fresh faces around. Mm-hmm. Um and hopefully we get to see a little bit more of that. I don't want to see Tolia get optioned right away, but wanna see Monty and Jones. Right. Yeah, and like to your gold glove joke but not really a joke thing. Like, <laughs> Bud Black Bud Black mentioned like, yeah, we we kind of leaned on Tolia instead of Monty at first base because the glove glove is there. And he just brings that a little bit better of a glove to the infield. And it's just like, sure, but why? Like, so my theory, I have this theory, you can debunk it or not. If you have a <laughs> gold glove caliber at third baseman, at third base with Ryan Mack, you have a gold glove caliber shortstop with Tovar, and then you have who's ever at second base. Do you really need a gold glove at first base because you have so much talent around you? So we see big body Monty footwork still figuring out his defense at first base in Albuquerque this year has been solid. Yeah, it's called him. Like, and you have gold gloves around you. Do you really need to be a gold glove for a spaceman? Like how much does that really save you? And so my theory is like, if you're average in defense, but above average hitting wise with above average gloves around you, I feel like that would outweigh the gold glove at first base with kind of an average profile. I'm not big on Tolia. Again, no fact, no dig on him. (laughs) And I want him to rake. I want him to just hit bombs and hit 250 and, do big moments and big things. I'm just worried. I don't know if that profile stays is longevity like a Monty will or a Nolan Jones will. So that's where I'm coming from with that idea. Like I just, I don't, I don't, I, I get it, but like at the same time, what are we doing? There's no, there's no more time for them to prove anything. And yet, and then there's the whole Nolan trade. There's the whole nepotism that goes in the Colorado Rockies thing. Like, Monty and Nolan Jones are Colorado Rockies babies. They are outsiders, quote unquote. So is that have anything over their heads? Like, is there any weights in that? Oh, that might just be a long I, discussion we have in all year. I think there there is some, and this is something I've I I like, you know, hesitate to tweet about it because it's like you want to word it right. And so even right. saying it, I'm probably not gonna word it that well, but Montero at the end of the day he is sort of that and this is this is in a way a little bit insensitive he's sort of like that you know the the stepson 
like in yeah. a way. Yeah. He is Jeff Breidich's guy. Like Jeff Breidich made him kind of the centerpiece of the Nolan Arenado trade back when he had control. And when you think about how the front office fizzled out, well, like six got six executives left with Jeff Breidich. He had his he had his clan in the front office, and Bill Schmidt had his, and they had differing ideas, and that's you know mm-hmm. why we are where we are now. Not everything's changed, but there has been a fair amount of change. And so you see a guy like Montero who with Jeff Breidich, he would be saying to Bud Black, like, hey, we need to get that guy in the lineup. Bill Schmidt is like, oh, I've I've loved Mike Tolia since he was a Washington high schooler. Like, get him in the lineup. Yeah. That's so I mean, that's a factor. That is a definitely a factor. Um, so, you know, it's, it's frustrating because it's definitely not objective. It's not like, let's take a step back and see what is best for the organization right now. It is that Washington high schooler switch hitting six, five, get him in the lineup. That's what's going on. I think at least a little bit, but also to give some credit to the decision, I think this is you know, his second real audition at this, like his first one, he completely whiffed, like he didn't walk. He didn't, he struck out like 35 to 40% of the time. He only ate like four bombs in regular playing time for like a month and a half. You know, this is sort of like, if he doesn't excel here, he sort of gets, he sort of will get pushed down to the bottom of the, of the group. So in a way, this is sort of like housekeeping and that's, that's how I'm going to cope with it. I think, yeah, I th- I agree with kind of what you said there. And that's the underlining thought I have as we go through. And I think any Rockies fan that's knowledgeable of the next up kids would say something similar to what you just said. Uh, that regimen, the Nolan trade, all of the above. Like, I'm sure the, they were this close to getting rid of Gomber before his crazy last four or five starts, right? Like, I, I think I mean, just you saw him get pushed to the bullpen after – he, he wasn't pitching well last year, but he wasn't pitching like as badly as That's as right. he could have been. They they kept guys in the rotation for a lot less. And Austin yes. Gomber got put in the bullpen because his ERA climbed over six. Like they probably were close to being like, uh, does this guy have an option? Right. <laughs> exactly. And we'll stop it there. Um, and we can. We talked about Buddy Black a few, <laughs> a few weeks ago. I think he's a big issue too with this "quote unquote" rebuild. But we're done. We're doing. We're done doing that. Let's get on another <laughs> salty to- topic. A few more, and we'll end up with a good one here. But uh, so Daza, Jonathan Daza was DFA'd. Um, surprised he didn't get picked up by a team. But like I, then I understand, like looking at the numbers and kind of what his profile is, I can kind of see why he wasn't picked up on up by a team. Um, but he adds to this conundrum of the nepotism, the who's next up. Like now Daza is here. We know what Daza is. How does this affect the rest of it? Like, so for example, this is, this is, again, our guy got to, got to reach out for our guys here. The Daza coming back to Albuquerque kind of messed with Hunter Stovall and his progress. And again, what, how do the Rockies see a guy like Hunter Stovall, who they've kind of said they enjoy, they like, they brought him back in a trade. Um, but dude, man was on a 16, 17 game hit streak going into last week. Daza cleared waivers. Daza is now an Albuquerque isotopes. So who's next on the list? Like, even though he rakes everywhere he goes, he plays balls out and he played left field, great infield defense. He gets pushed off to the wayside where Daza gets to play, gets his, 
get his playing time. He sits for the first three games of last week. Doesn't get to develop on any of that. And then he comes in that fourth game, goes over three, his hit streaks over and he was hitting ninth, eighth or ninth that those games. So the question with that being said, again, Hunter Stovall breaks, he's a dog. Stop sleeping on him. How does this affect all the developmental pieces that are coming up? Like we know Zach Bean's fine, whatever. But what does this mean for Vladimir Restituyo? What does this mean for a Jimmy Heron? What does this mean for, again, like a Hunter Goodman outfield type thing? We have just clogged the outfield again, but in a different way. And this is a good thing because Doyle's absolutely crushing it and we have our center fielder. And like, that's fine. But what does this mean for the developmental piece in the minors as Daza clears waivers and is now like, we know who he is, but we still have to play him because he's that 4A guy. I mean, it's it's tough because when you look at the AAA roster, like they didn't really have a whole lot of regular, traditional outfielders, guys that were brought up as outfielders. They were throwing guys out there. I mean, Cole Tucker, I think he's been injured. I'm not entirely he hasn't sure. Played, he hasn't like played. Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Like if him converted infielder, Nolan Jones converted infielder, Mike Tolia has played outfield, but he's a converted infielder. Uh, Jimmy Heron is, is an outfielder. Now you throw in Jonathan, and you had Brenton Doyle outfielder, but he's not there in it. You throw in Jonathan Daza, it was like he is an outfielder through and through. Like that is what brought him through the system is that this is a guy who, you know, made some really good impressions as a defender. And, and you know, he'll hit in AAA because just the, the quality of pitching will go down a little bit, slightly easier hitting environments. You know, he'll hit a little bit, and that's going to, yeah, cause some problems. Uh, you now, again, have this traditional outfielder you're no longer like you know we don't really have that bona fide center fielder the guy with the pedigree who's always played center field um let's let's bring up Vladimir Restituyo I I don't think Restituyo is getting a look now because you have the fully developed version of him hopefully Restituyo ends up a little a little spicier than Jonathan does it but for, for real you, quick Restituyo's fourth in the Eastern League in doubles yeah so I mean he He's shown, I mean, and he's he's a pop. physically developing guy. He has a little bit, you know, of a way to go, and he's already zapping the ball a little bit more. You know, Daza's, yeah, singles for life. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, this kind of holds Restituyo. He's he's really young for his, for double-A. I think he's still 21. So, I mean, he's yeah. really young. Pushing him to triple-A might be a little ambitious, like, early on. But, you know, it, it never hurts to really do these things that much especially when you're sending a guy to a hitter's paradise. But I think that's off the table now. Like, what if he doesn't hit? Like, his first week down there wasn't pretty. Like, then what? I mean, he's working with Jordan Pacheco, friend of the pod, uh, future family. Um, so maybe there's some magic there. But and what if he doesn't, Tyler? What if he doesn't? I mean, <laughs> would, it be the, would it be the worst thing? Would it be the worst thing? I, I don't know. Like he, <laughs> he's a Colorado guy, and we all like love Daza. Like he is, he's got that flair. He's a fantastic guy. Just like again, from a baseball standpoint, it makes me worried. Well, because my thing, and and yeah, don't want to turn this into a regular Blake Street banter episode. But Jonathan Daza, I think when he came up, he was he was a really good center fielder. But the second his speed slightly kind of start i mean he's a guy he's 29 he's gonna be 30 uh you know before next season like he's no longer like the youth guy 
Like, he's no longer that guy who has the fresh legs. Like, his defense kind of fell off a little bit, and he never really hit at any point. Like, maybe for a month at a time, and that was about it. So, I don't – I'm not calling for him to, to you know, be actually in another organization because – if they had to call him back up at some point this year, it would not be the worst thing. You know, you could do a lot worse. But I'm all for clearing, you know, the jam. Who are you calling up? Nolan Jones or Jonathan Daza if Charlie, <laughs> if Charlie Blackman goes on the I.L.? I, I don't think that's a fair question. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, well, I think it's a tough question because there's a chance that they'd be like, oh, this is a chance to bring back our guy. Yeah. Um, but also like Nolan Jones is a pretty perfect replacement for a Charlie Blackman left handed bit of juice into the lineup. Yep. You know, right field, put him in the DH spot, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did the other I mean Bryce Harper was onto something when he was yelling at all of us, every single one of us. Um yeah, he All called right. us out. He did. He, everyone listening, he called you out too. Every and <laughs> we get to say that about our family. He doesn't get to say it. Um, <laughs> but all right, let's end it with this. This is a road to Blake Street. Maybe we can add that on there later. Um, uh, maybe two more things. I don't know. There's so much we just haven't talked so long, Tyler. So real quick, Yankee El Fernandez, dog Connor Stain, dog both one player of the week honors last week. I'm huge on Connor Stane. He's like my one Fresno arm I want to watch all the time. I know I'm big on Blake Adams, but Connor Stane, I love that guy. He's just fun to watch. I, I'm really hope, rooting for him. And Yanko Fernandez is like the next. He's next. Give him two years. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Veen, Yankee L. Fernandez. Like these guys are going to be coming up together. Um, just Yankee L's young. He's what, 20? I think he's 20. I don't think he's 21 yet. I think still. But he's we'll built see. like a. We'll get Mike on that. LeBron, like a 19 year old LeBron James, <laughs> but like, and I mean, that swing is like, there's, there are hints of cargo in that swing. I mean, there's I, hints of a, it's a really well yes. put together swing. I, when I was watching him swing and when at the games at uh, Eugene, I was like, is that Ken Griffey? Like <laughs> he's got the kid to it. Like car- the kid Griffey cargo, that kind of stuff. So a uh, huge shout out to them for player of the week last year week. Um, so interesting how that plays out going forward. Um, Kind of answered that question on the rundown. All right. End it with this. We've been ranting and raving about the minor league starting pitching. I think it's safe to say it really hasn't gone that well. Um, <laughs> especially especially in AA. A lot of our guys there. AAA, it's been hard. Criswell's coming around. Um, Carl Kaufman is striking out a lot of dudes in his last few starts. But Spokane, Hughes has been solid. Jane Hill, not so much. Derek Candy's been all right. Um, at what point do we become like concerned with some of these guys? I mean, I, I think that it's fair to raise some concern with some, some of the guys, um, you know, hopefully Jeff Criswell, like he, I think he's turned the ship to a, like he's on course now. Yeah. Um, you know what that, what that actually means, like it might not mean a whole lot, but at least it means he's not going to have like a 12 ERA anymore, but when it comes to guys like, I mean, really, you look at the Hartford rotation. We had really high expectations for both Chris McMahon and Case Williams. And both of those guys have had a lot of struggles so far. I think in the case of Chris McMahon, patience is key because he missed basically a whole year with a shoulder injury. So I think there's still some buildup and, and feel that's coming back. But 
also, it's not like he's just removed from that injury. Like he's had some time. Um, you know, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, give him, you know, a couple more months before like really freaking out. Um, Case Williams, I think same thing. He's dealt with adversity. Like I'm sure he's going to figure this out, but it is, you know, it is what we saw from him at the very beginning of his career when he was, you know, really still learning how to pitch against high level hitters. Yep. And again, the fact that he's figured this out before gives me some confidence and he's, you know, he is a dog. He has a ton of talent, great stuff, but those two in particular have really dragged the, the overall depth because they were supposed to carry a lot of weight. Um, but for every Chris McMahon case Williams, you, you do have a Blake Adams, um, you know, Mike Prosecchi, who, who we talked about a good bit, but yeah, I, I hasn't hit the mark. Those two guys we've talked about, I'm a, you know, a little bit worried, but the overall I think has been, and Jaden Hill, Jaden Hill's that, you know, the third guy that you mentioned, those three, I'm like, you know, we really, really want to see the, you know, the favors turn in there like towards them. Right. But on the overall, I think it's been, it's been good. Not as great as we wanted though. Yeah. Not, not stepping into the fire just yet. And I, I would agree with everything you just said there. Still a little bit early, still some time and they all have that track record to go with it. Um, Andrew Kazada. I just want to throw his name yeah. out there. His name is being thrown around the Rockies clubhouse. Just saying. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more off air about that too. Um, but Andrew Kazada, Mike Ruff, some interesting stuff there. Um, all right. End it with this. We're going to Tyler's corner. How do we, however we want to say it, <laughs> give us a little send off um, about your boy, Andy Perez. Let the listener know why Andy Perez is the next Ezekiel Tovar, Adela Amador, Andy Perez. You know, I uh, that is that is some high praise to toss on on the, the boy Andy, but eighteen years old still. I mean, he's about to turn nineteen, but eighteen years old, and he's in Fresno, and he's just throwing out hits. Like he had a tough start to the season, but he is just throwing out hits now. Um, you know, a, a bunch of three hit games so far this season. Um, you know, the power is still coming around, but I I think this is sort of your Juan Brito replacement. Like Juan Brito was, was a fun talent, but Andy Perez, he got love from MLE.com. They gave him, I forget exactly how they framed it, but it was kind of like this guy might break out or he's just a guy to watch out for and still looking for a little bit more from him, but he's, he is making waves as an 18 year old who can play shortstop. Looks like it's at least like a 50 grade hit tool. So it's an it's another solid infielder. The Rockies have pulled these guys out, uh, and that's what you want. You want as many infielders as possible because those guys, as many people will beat the drum, they can play anywhere. Um, even first base, they can they might be able to play a Gold Glove first base at some point. Um, so Andy Perez, he's someone that might at some point be like a top twenty, top fifteen prospect. So let's let's get him some love. Give him some love there. Love it. Um, all right. Nuggets in six. I it's I, I shouldn't I shouldn't even say this, but I, I was born in Los Angeles. The first sport I got into was basketball. So I'll leave it at that. I will leave it at that. But oh my goodness, I mean you heard it here. Oh no. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I used if you look back at some of the old podcasts, also this is lore. I I do not li- I, I'm not in the same 
house as I was, you know, like a year ago. If you like look to my right, like about here in the old podcast, there's uh, you know, another another sign. <laughs> so you're going Lakers and four. You heard it here. Nah, I, I mean I that's, heard, that's I heard a... I heard Lakers and four. If it happens, I'll take credit. If it doesn't happen, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm glad we're back. Glad we're doing this again. Um, get used to it. We are going to try to make this a regular weekly thing, maybe on Sundays and Mondays. As always, go Rockies, my league affiliates. Woo! News to be proud. Oh, yeah. We're back. We're back. So we're just about to end it. Uh, we're chit-chatting. Um, breaking this news right now to you, Tyler. Carl Kaufman scrapped from the AB, uh, Isotopes game tonight and is in line to make his major league debut Friday on the road versus the Rangers. Wow. Let's go. I mean, like, I guess, I guess it, it had to happen. Like what, who else would they be bringing out? Like he is worthy that. Yeah. I, I, that news was legitimately just broken. And it's so, it's so exciting to see all these guys actually get their shot. Seriously. Like Connor Siebold getting some starts. Like that is cool. But Carl Kaufman, I think, especially because he is one of he's one of our guys, and like yeah. I'm, I'm you have to tune in, Brett. You have to. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Five strikeouts, no walks in Vegas. His last outing, um, Carl Carl Kaufman. I I knew it. Uh, yes, we love this. He, they were working on something with him the last two starts where he was just striking out guys, and he's looked fantastic. He had more strikeouts in his last two innings outings than he's had like any of the um outings before so well he honestly just he screams to me one of those guys that like obviously triple a is like the pcl is so hard for so many guys i think he's one of those that will legitimately be better in the big leagues than in triple a i think so too. Uh, you know i think i think that's the case more so for pitchers than hitters I, i think like you look at what noah davis has done this year he had you know what was it three really solid starts was it i don't know if it was two or three like but like two and a half yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like in in triple a he was it wasn't coming along that well throw him in the big leagues he he had some really good starts so i think we'll see that from from carl yeah and literally you heard it here first yeah i mean and i read it from thomas first but uh, (laughs) he tweeted it but i i know i wish i would have had that inside track i wonder if my connect would have told me probably not um, but yeah, Carl Kaufman starting on Friday. Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. Go Rocky Miners League affiliates and family of the pod, friend of the pod. Woo! Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.